0: Nexus Church is all about cultivating an authentic Christian community where old and young alike journey with Jesus and are transformed by the Gospel. May we be challenged and inspired by the power of His Word. If you have a Bible, uh, let's turn together please to the book of Acts. The book of Acts. Oh man, I'm believing God's going to do something in the house this morning. Do you love Jesus? Are you glad you're saved on your way to heaven? Praise God. Acts chapter 3. And let's have a look at verse number 1. It says this, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms? How many know he asked for alms? How many know what he got? He got legs. Hey, it's downhill from here, friends. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give to you. I love that. What a, what a statement of faith. What a word. That's how we got to talk in the kingdom of God. And he said, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have... I give you, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered, entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. Walking, leaping, praising God. I looked up the word leaping. It's different to jumping. This is jumping. This is leaping just in case you didn't know that. Uh, just, I, I feel like Nathan brought me in to give you some theology and some depth. So I just wanted to share that with you. I'm regretting it already. He, he said, walking, leaping, praising God. What a powerful miracle from God. And I love it that Peter and John are on their way to the temple to pray. Peter, a man of faith, walked on water. He, he saw supernatural things take place. So Peter's a man of faith. He walks into the temple. And, uh, and, and then John is a man of intimacy with God, put his head on the chest of Jesus, heard his heartbeat, had a revelation of the love of God. And when faith and intimacy with God go to church, supernatural things happen. I don't know about you, but I, I don't know how you came to church this morning. But I want to encourage you, when you walk through the doors of this building, I want to encourage you, always come with faith. Because faith, uh, places a demand on the anointing of God. Place faith, faith places a demand on the power of the Holy Spirit. When you enter this room in faith, supernatural things take place. Miracles happen. Signs and wonders happen. Breakthrough happens. That's the power of coming into the house of God with faith. When you come in with faith, you're saying, God, I'm not just attending church. I, I'm laying a hold. I'm coming for blessing. I'm, I'm coming for breakthrough and answered prayer. That's what That's what the power of God does. That's what faith does. And so faith and intimacy go to church. They go to this temple called Beautiful. I'll just paint a picture and then we'll just believe that God's gonna do something in the house. But this gate is called Gate Beautiful. And it was called Gate Beautiful because that's exactly what it was. It was a beautiful gate. And the the gate was built of Corinthian brass, some 65 feet wide by about 35 feet high. And it was beautiful, it was iconic. And what would happen is uh, people that were infirmed or sick or people who, who the Bible says here lame or those who were begging would come and they would be placed there daily, taken there daily and they would beg. Because what would happen is the religious people of the day and even the wealthy people of the day would Come and they would give money to those people that were that were begging, and, and it wasn't the amount of money that's significant, and it wasn't even about generosity. They would give money because what they would see is that as they gave money, they would be doing that to really simply impress the other religious people of the day. But all that they were doing was they were saying, "Here's some money to keep you in a cycle of sickness and and, and lack." And poverty, they gave charity. They gave. They 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 gave. They gave an ability to keep people financially able to stay in their bondage. That is the best that religion can do. That's the best that religion can do. He, they, 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 the, the lame man would wake up get taken there, get enough money to have some food, to go to bed, to wake up, to be taken there, to raise some money, to have some food, to go home, to go to bed. And this was the guy's life. And outside of this beautiful gate, this iconic religious place where the religious people of the day would hang around, all that they had the power to do was keep people in their bondage. Religion will keep you bound. Every day, religious people were walking past, keeping this guy afloat in his bondage. But one day, Peter and John walked past and it was a different kind of day when he woke up He didn't know what he was going to experience. And and so they walk past and and they catch eyes. They meet eyes. And Peter says, look on us. In other words, stop looking at all these other people. Look this way. Look this way. So this man looked at them expecting to receive something. How many know when we come with expectation, God will meet us above and beyond anything we can ask, think, or even imagine? And so he said, "Uh, look on us. And and, uh, he looked at them expecting to receive something. And Peter said, hey, You're looking at me for one thing, and he said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, or such as I have, do you remember the old song, such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ, Nazareth, rise up and walk, he went walking, I'm going to stop. I feel like if I sing, the anointing will be far too intense. (laughs) The problem is when I sing, garage doors open, horns go off, dogs start barking, it's a beautiful thing. And so he says, he says uh, I don't have any money, but I've got something. And I think this is actually what you need. You know, it's interesting that it was when he reached his deficiency, that's when he was able to tap into God's sufficiency. When he reached the end of what he had, that's when he could step into the supernatural. I, I want to encourage you to realize that when, when, when we reach our limit, that's when we can tap into the power of Almighty God. And so Peter taps into the power of God by faith, and God supernaturally moves and, and raises him up. Do you know, the, the funny thing about Peter is Peter was a mess. He, he, he denied Jesus three times. He, he, uh, he, one day Jesus was saying, I'm going to go to the cross. He says, he says don't do it. And Jesus says, get thee behind me, Satan. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to be too judgmental, but can I say you're not having a great day when you're spending time with the Lord and He calls you Satan? Uh, I've been called many things. I've never been called Satan by God. That's a bad day. You just want to avoid that altogether. And He says, "Get thee behind Me, Satan." Another time. Uh, they, they came to entrap Jesus and he, he, get, he, get, he gets a Swiss army knife and, and, he, and he chops off Malchus's ear, the assistant to the high priest, chops off his ear. And Jesus is going, you can't, just, I don't know what the rules are in Queensland. In Adelaide, that's assault. I know it's fine in far north Queensland, but that's another country. So Jesus, we don't know if he put it back on or gave a new ear. Imagine if he put it on upside down. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But anyway, they're talking behind my back. How do you know? I can, I can, it's a, we don't know. Maybe he got to keep his ear and he gave him a new one. I mean, you come to church to testify. My ear got chopped off. Look what the Lord has done. Just hold, hold, Or get up behind the keyboard and just start playing with your ear a little bit. People say, how did you get so good? I play by ear. set up for that He denied Jesus. I mean, he denied Jesus three times. And now, six weeks later, in the same part of the city, he's walking up to a lame man. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. What happened? What changed in his life? What what shifted? How did he go from Peter the meek to Peter the mighty? There were three things that happened. I'd love you to write these down if you can. There's only three. The two of you taking notes already look exhausted, but keep up with me because I believe God's going to speak to you. Three things that happened in the life of Peter that, that changed the game in his life, that enabled him to be able to say, such as I have. The first, number one, he was forgiven. I love that. Because he was in the same place where he denied Jesus. It didn't seem like he was condemned. It didn't seem like... He, he was like, oh, I can't pray. You don't know what I've been doing. I can't pray. How can I pray in faith when I've denied Him? He was forgiven. When you and I walk in here and know that we're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. We're saved by the grace of God. That gives us full freedom to praise Him despite what we've done, despite where we've been, despite the mistakes we've made. I don't walk in here perfect. I walk in here righteous. I walk in here forgiven because whom the Son sets free is free dear you believe that this morning, can you say amen? Not even for agreement, it's just that I'm insecure. He was forgiven, he was free by the grace of God. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who not walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. He he was free, so when he went there, he didn't he didn't walk in the shame. I, I think during COVID, you know, some good Christian people have just. Lent on things that haven't been what God's got for them, dabbled in things that maybe God's not designed for them to do, be part of. And, and as a result, we've fallen into a space and, for lack of better words, backslidden and, and lost our way. Can I tell you, God's a redeemer. God will give you a new day. You might be here today and you might feel, I can't praise God. I can't respond like I'd want to. I've, uh, I've been doing this, this, and this. How long are you going to keep? The only person keeping you in that space is the devil. He's a liar and the father of lies. I want to remind you today, the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Whether you've messed up, whether you're living in victory, maybe you're even living in some defeat, even in a valley. Can I encourage you? Start to praise God and, and declare His goodness because I, I don't Christians. What happens is He makes our hands heavy. Sometimes you got to lift them up and shout unto God with a voice of victory and break this stuff off. Walk in forgiveness. Well, I've messed up. Well, if you've brought it to the foot of the cross, you can walk in here full of victory and blessing in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you believe that today? Yeah, let, 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 me just, let me just take this a little deeper. He backs to three times in one day. Do you know him? No. Do you know him? No. Do you know him? No. What did Jesus do when he talks to him? If you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my lambs. He, for every mistake he made, there was restoration. Yes, you know, in a room like this, we all mess up. We all make mistakes. But I want to remind you that Jesus Christ is the answer. He loves you. He's got a plan for you. And he wants to set people free in this room. Can we just pull the mic back a little bit, guys? That'd be awesome. He wants to set people free and give people a whole new day. Don't come in here feeling shame, live in victory. I love that Peter didn't feel shame. He just walked in there and operated in supernatural authority because he knows that it's given to him by Jesus. Secondly, so it's forgiven. The second, and it also starts with F. uh, He was filled with the Holy Ghost filled with the Holy Ghost. Are there any people in the room that are filled with the Holy Ghost in the house? Let me tell you, I was 14 years of age and I grew up in a church in Adelaide called Paradise Assembly of God. And our pastor, back in those days, was Pastor Andrew Evans. And he invited a a guest speaker to come uh, to our church by the name of Rodney Howard Brown. And so this guy's a South African uh evangelist who's a wild man. I mean, he, he 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 could if it had a pulse he'd lay hands on it and if it didn't have a pulse he'd lay hands on it and it would get a pulse. He he was powerful and, and so he comes to the service and my dad says to me, Do you want to come to service? And and if you do, you can have the day off school, but you gotta come to the revival meetings. So it was like anything to miss school. So I come to the revival meetings, and he's just walking along the front. He sort of just walks like this preachers and he'll just chat and preach and then the fire will fall and, and so he, I'm going to, the guys have asked me, I keep doing that, but if I keep it close, can you just turn it down a little bit, it's just mega loud, sorry guys, I'm not a diva. Uh, and so Rodney's pacing and he, and he just walks past and he says, young man, come here. He says, he says lift your hands, as you do, the fire of God's going to come upon you. So I lifted my hands. and As I did, fire of God came upon me. I hit the floor under the power of God, like old school. I don't know about you, I love the Holy Ghost. And so I'm under the power of God. I thought I was there for maybe five minutes. I got up 90 minutes later. I couldn't speak a word of English. I'm just speaking in tongues to everybody like a lunatic. And, uh, and, and, you know, that changed my life. I I remember I, I went down on that ground and I got up and it was different. Because I'd been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Some people get freaked out. Some of you grown up, how many grew up around meetings like that where you saw people fall on the floor or, for lack of better words, they were slain in the Spirit? <laughs> you know, church is good when people are getting slain. We've got to get back to that epic level of slaying. How is church up there? People were slain all over the place. Are they alive? Most of them. <laughs> you know, it's a funny the thing about falling down under the power. People get a bit freaked out by it. Some people are like, oh, it makes me nervous. Can I tell you, there's one thing way more freaky than falling down. It's knowing the right time to get back up. <laughs> you can fall down easy. It's like, and then you're kind of done. And you think, I need to get up now. But is it the right time? You have to peek just in case there's other people. <laughs> but the power of God, revival meetings. That I got filled with the spirit. And that was it in a revival meeting. Peter was in a revival meeting that was wild. It was called the upper room. Yeah. So he's in this upper room on the day of Pentecost. And the Bible says in Acts chapter two, verse one, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. The Bible says there appeared under them cloven tongues like as a fire. One sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them The utterance or the ability. So they're in this upper room on the day of Pentecost. Peter's one of them. He gets filled with the Spirit. Peter's speaking in tongues. The power of God is in his life. The gifts of the Spirit are working in his life. I love that it says they began to speak in tongues. Because speaking in tongues is not the goal. It's actually the gateway to a supernatural life. Some of us, is like, well, I speak in tongues. I've arrived. No, we've just begun. It's just the starting. It's like getting saved and coming to the front. When you get to the front, yeah, you've got, you've got heaven. You've got all of those things. But it's the beginning of a journey of faith. It's the beginning of a walk with God. And, and so when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, it's, a, it's the beginning of stepping into a supernatural life. And I love that Peter got baptized in the Holy Ghost. He went from a denier. He went from great days, bad days, great days, bad. Days, to total victory and saw breakthrough, saw the church established through one touch of the power of God's Spirit. I love it in that upper room, their heads are on fire, spontaneous cranial combustion. They're speaking in tongues, they're drunk in the Holy Spirit. Do you know who was in the upper room? There's a whole lot of people in the upper room. My favorite is that Mary, the mother of Jesus, is in the upper room. People struggle to get their head around that. They think that no, she wasn't there. She was down at the Catholic Church. No, she was not. There wasn't a Catholic church. <laughs> the only church there was, there was one church, it was Pentecostal. And it was not just a little Pentecostal. It wasn't like, you know, safe Pentecostal. It was wild Pentecostal. You could catch your head on fire. If you were use the wrong, if you use the wrong hairspray, you're at risk of some kind of flammable emergency. Let me tell you what was happening to Mary on that day. Her head caught fire. Mary's head was on fire and Mary was speaking in tongues. I mean, isn't that good to think Mary was... She wasn't wasn't Catholic. Mary was AOG. (laughs) Can we clap with some pride? Like, yes, no, no, she was one of us, yes. (laughs) I mean, if you'd light a candle to Mary, she'd she'd say, "That's, that's nice, but I had a flame of fire on my head. Oh, the fire of God. I mean, you, might, she would have, you must carry, catch something when you carry Jesus in your womb for nine months, when you're carrying the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I mean, something's going to get on you. She waved at her cousin Elizabeth, and, and John the Baptist, he's somersaulted in the womb. You know you're carrying an anointing when you can get a Baptist to do a somersault. That's That's something. <laughs> Can I tell you, I'm convinced more than ever that our nation needs a fresh move of God. We need a fresh breath, even in the house today, a fresh anointing. Come on, somebody, if you, if you believe it, why don't you just release a shout of praise to our God this morning? <laughs> Forgiven, full of the Holy Ghost. Number three is full of faith. Full of faith. He walks up to... This man, and he prays the prayer of faith. I love the prayer of faith. We've got to pray the prayer of faith. I like old school prayers. You know, when you've got those people in your church, they don't mess around. When they pray, you know something's going to happen, whether the devil likes it or not. And so they pray. He prayed like this. He He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I'm glad he didn't walk up to him, rub his back and state the obvious. Say, oh Lord, be with him during this time can't pray like that we gotta we're got to pray prayers of faith and victory he says in the name of Jesus how many know there is power in the name of Jesus this morning when you use that name in faith something begins to happen he says in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth he says rise up and walk he didn't get the keyboard player up and go home he stayed with it. He said, okay, we prayed the prayer of faith. Now we're going to test this thing. So the Bible says he reaches down to pick him up. And it was when he reached down to pick him up, it was at that moment, the Bible says, his feet and ankle bones receive strength. In other words, he prayed the prayer of faith. But when he released his faith, when he operated in faith, see, faith is a saying thing, but it's also a believing thing. It's an action. When he operated in the action of faith, that's when the anointing of God came into those legs. And then what happened? He was healed by the power of God. He's walking, leaping, praising God. There's something about faith. I've got a guy in my church by the name of Mitch. Mitch, he's actually an Italian. His name's Marcello. Plays keys in our church. He's been in our church probably 15 years. And, and Mitch was telling me the story that he had a friend who wasn't a Christian and he was deaf in his right ear. And so Mitch is driving his car, which at the time was a valiant, with a bench seat. So it could hold six people. It was a bench seat. I mean, that could run over a Sherman tank and the tank would be a write-off. He's driving the car and the Spirit of God speaks and says, Mitch, and this is a weird story, by the way, but that is my church. We are a little unusual. We're like the weird uncle church. You've got to have it. They come over at Christmas. Everyone looks forward to seeing him at Christmas, but just once a year. So, so we, ha- we, have this, uh, we have this move of God that was happening, you know, maybe 20 years ago in our city. And, and so he's part of that. And he says to this guy, he's driving the car, and the Spirit of God speaks to him and says, pray for his deaf ear. I want to open his ear. But the, guy, the guy's never been to church. He's not a Christian. And then the Holy Spirit speaks to Mitch and says, I want you to blow in his ear, which... Now, can I just say, I, I, I love that. And I love that God told Mitch, to he's never told me to do that. So Mitch says it, he goes, I need a, I need a prayer for you. And the guy says, I'd love that. So Mitch pulls over the car and, and sort of slides over. <laughs> and he says to him, I'm going to blow in your ear. And he... I mean, Jesus breathed on his disciples, it's biblical. Some people think that meant he went like this. He didn't, he went "Ah!" He breathed "Ah!" Jesus violated a lot of COVID rules. There's no social distancing, breathing, a lot of time on boats, cruises. Um, What else did he do? He said, go and wait in the upper room. That was a super spreader event. That was COVID-19, I want some Dunamis-19, I want some Holy Ghost-19. And anyway, that's cheesy. But I still think quite profound. (laughs) So so Mitch leans over. I don't know how it went really. I wish I was there though, it would have been fantastic. Would have been, if the miracle didn't happen, it would have been equally entertaining. (laughs) Because there's no recovering from that. In in an instant, that ear popped open. Do you know what I love about that story? Mitch, when you think you need a miracle, you're thinking Benny Hinn. You're thinking Reinhard Bonnke. You're not thinking Mitch. But I want the Mitch blessing. We've had the Toronto blessing. I want the Mitch blessing. Why? Because it's God's anointing getting on the church and the church operating in the power of God and understanding, I don't have much, I don't have money, but I've got a word from the Lord and I'm going to pray for you, the prayer of faith. I believe the main reason our prayers go unanswered, this is the main reason, and maybe Brother Keyboard could come, God bless you, the the main reason our prayers don't get answered because most of the time they don't leave our mouths. We think them. Some of us need to to get back to the old, in the name of Jesus. Man, I've got a woman in my church. If ever I'm not feeling well, I never tell her. Because I know I'm not getting out of church easy. I walk out. If I've even got the hint of a sore throat preaching. She, she's. I walk off the stage. In the name of Jesus. She's casting demons out of me that I didn't know I had. She puts a couple in, gets them out. You know, I feel like as a movement, and we're part of a thousand other churches, I think we've got to just, you know, we, we never actively walk away from revival, but sometimes we just drift a little bit. I just think we've got to drift back and realise we're supernatural Christians. We believe in the power of the Spirit. We, we believe that Jesus is alive. If we do, we need to walk in the aliveness Have Jesus, I mean, if Jesus is alive, the church ought to be alive and full of power and full of faith in the name of Jesus. I'm believing God's going to, I believe God's going to do something in the house today. I believe He wants to just minister to people and bring a fresh sense of breakthrough in the Holy Ghost. How are you feeling? Are you happy? Love Jesus. Full of faith. Release faith. So what do we do? We pray for Nisa. We're going to release our faith. What key are you in, brother? Key. G. That's a coincidence. Actually. I've been preaching in G the entire time. message. is in G. Like, have you been a Christian a long time? So do you know like all the songs? So you're like playing in G. So you could be like, There is power, power, wonder-working power In the blood. See, I love this. Our guys can't do this. Let's say, do an old song. It's mighty to save. That's not old. Oh, I love that. Is it? Look what the Lord has done. Do you know that song as well? Oh, see, this is fantastic. <laughs> oh, now we're now we're having children. So you See, know, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what is stole. Oh, this guy. What's your name? Hello, Tim. I'm Dave. We loved him. Oh, wow. Well, tonight might go a bit different to plan. I just believe God wants to touch people this morning. Can we stand for just a minute and lift our hands to the Lord? I won't keep you. I promise you. I'm just going to pray the prayer of faith tonight. We're going to believe God. Father, we love you. Come and just reach out to God right across the house. Right. When we lift our hands, the Bible says He trains our hands for war and our fingers for battle. God's going to do so. We hope this message encouraged or perhaps even challenged you in your Christian faith. Our pastors meet regularly with people to pray and support them and we extend this invitation to you. Please let us know if we can contact you to offer support. Simply call the office or visit nexuschurch.com.au.